0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast, I'm your host Jonathan and this is DCI number 117. In this episode, Brian and I are joined by Taylor and Becca Baer of Twin Otter Studios as we talk about their freshman title, Arcadian Atlas. Arcadian Atlas is a tactical RPG in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactics and is set to have a Kickstarter launch at the beginning of April. For more information about the game, such as trailers and links, head on over to DarkStation.com, where you can find them in the show notes to this episode. As always, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Becca, Taylor, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Darkcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Couldn't Doing be better. Doing really
1: well. Excited. Yeah. Happy about PAX. We're on a high from PAX.
0: Yeah, we really are. Hey, you're, you're, not, you're on a high, not like high on medication from being <laughs> sick from PAX.
2: No. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people... There's a uh, little cough difference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of people needed cough drops at PAX, I noticed, but no, we didn't get sick. Luckily, we're just in a good mood. We, we presented our teaser, what we have so far, and
2: yeah. felt pretty good about it, so... Yeah, also, I really think PAX fun. South gets one more year before they're officially, like, inoculated with the PAX Pox, yeah. so I think you guys are still good anyway. Yeah, we yeah. missed the mark there, just a little bit, thankfully.
0: Uh, fantastic. Well, so glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, before we get started to talk about your, your game, Arcadian Atlas, let's talk a little bit about who you guys are and, and what you do at, uh, at Twin Otters. Sure, Rebecca, you want to go ahead?
3: Sure.
1: Uh, well, I'm a freelance artist. Um, Taylor's my brother. We've always made games together. And I've been doing art for other people's games for a couple of years now. And eventually I just kind of realized I wanted to make a game that was for myself. And I had always counted on Taylor in the past to help me make games for um the OHR RPG CE engine that we were working with. So it just seemed like the logical choice to go with Taylor to help me make that game.
3: Yeah, so Becca does, uh, she's like the creative lead, does a lo- most, almost all the art, honestly. I do just a tiny bit of like animation stuff if she needs it. Uh, and then I'm lead writer, uh, storyboarder, you know, kind of kind of every man whatever else she needs to be honest
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah on a two man team you kind of have to stretch yourself all over the place wear several hats a lot of hats yeah Yeah.
0: for for sure Fantastic. Now, now the name of the studio is Twin Otters. So, quick question, are you twins and are you otters? And where does the name come from if neither of those are
3: true? Okay, so let me give my take on it. And Becca, if you want to correct me afterwards, you can, okay? <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, so uh, we're not twins. but uh, So when we were young and we were in our... We were bright eyed and bushy tailed, Jonathan. Uh we, we developed games when we like shoot, we were probably like what, seven or eight back then we were pretty dang young. I was really
1: I was like maybe nine.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as far as as much as you can develop a game when you're like nine years old. Oh. Uh but yeah, we had this little kiddie pool out in the front yard and ever whenever we had uh, a story thing or some kind of snag that we would hit, we would literally go out in the pool and we would swim in a circle around it Uh, over and over again. So that's sort of where we came up with the otters, because, you know, otters, uh, they swim around and they hold each other's hands to kind of depend on each other. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that image is just kind of uh, where we got, as far as I know, right, Becca?
0: Yeah, no,
1: I totally agree, yeah. It it was sort of subconscious, but, yeah, as when we were younger, when we would develop games, we would go out during the summertime when we had some free time to actually work on the game, and, I, you know, I would be like, oh, in, in my game, Genesis, there's a lot of, there's a story part coming up. I want to introduce a character, but I don't know how. And we would swim in a circle and we would just discuss how we could possibly implement that new character. And so then the two otter images just sort of came together to me because I love otters and I think that mm-hmm. they tend to stick together. They hold hands when they're
2: swimming in their circles, and it just makes them so, so. So, superfluous side question: uh-huh. um, What are the shortest number of rotations you guys needed to reach an idea, and what are the longest number of rotations? Oh we would be out there for at least at least an hour and a half at, at
3: most times, and uh, we would. So, the, what we would do is we would swim. Probably, I would say we would rotate. About 30 times, and we would get, you know, work it up into a stew, like almost like a little vortex, and then we yes. would turn around. <laughs> we would turn around and go the opposite direction.
1: We were like, but what if we went this direction with the storyline and we would the pull around? Yeah. The then so- vortex began again.
0: A literal stewing of the creative juices. That's right. Yes. All right. And every time you change like tracks, you change directions. Exactly. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, do you guys like Otter Power? Have you played Life is Strange? I haven't. I haven't. Oh my god. I haven't either. Uh, yeah. I, I've heard only great things about it though. But it, it's I fantastic, but yeah. the the mat well one of the mascots for the the school in the game is otters. And oh, so god. you see posters for Otter Power constantly. <laughs> love it.
1: Love it. I'm really into otters. <laughs> that's
0: that's good. You should play the game. It it really has nothing to do with otters, but you'll like the posters. It would be worth it. Um, <laughs> just to see it. Just to gaze upon the otters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you mentioned that you guys have kind of worked in the the industry some before. what are some of the other games you guys have worked on and and how did you kind of get to this point did you did you go to college to you know do art or storytelling or how did you how did you get here okay well, yeah me, go ahead
1: up yeah for me personally i you know I went to school for several different things I dabbled in um, interior design I dabbled in um, game art I dabbled in um, sewing, like uh, clothing, like garment construction. So I didn't ever, like, finish school in any one thing, but I just sort of absorbed a couple different things and realized eventually that, like, I think one day, I was actually with Taylor, and I was saying, I just wish if in a perfect situation I could just do art for someone's game. And I just Googled, you know, artists for hire game, and I found, I think, TinSource or maybe um, Pixel Joint or something, one of those pixel forums, and they had a whole classified forum section, and I realized that I could actually just post my art there and potentially get jobs doing art for someone else's game.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, and as far as like our background goes, uh, you know, we mentioned a very obscure RPG construction engine. It was sort of like a, the precursor for an RPG maker. Uh, mm-hmm. so we started with that, gosh, I mean it must have been 15 we were 16 years so ago. So young. Yeah, like insanely young. Yeah, uh, and so we just did like kind of joke projects when we were kids, and uh, the first one that we really started uh, developing in earnest was a game called Genesis, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I would say we worked on that... Uh, that game off and on, but like, but really hammered on it uh, for like the last, for about years. Four, four years, right, mm-hmm. Becca? About four yeah, years. I'll
1: say about four years. We, yeah. we worked and we would do the art and then we would completely redo the art, we would completely redo the story. All of those came in sessions of swimming around the pool and deciding on these story points and we would cut stuff and head stuff. Yeah, um, We did a couple game jams too, like, 24 or 48 hour games. I honestly don't even really remember the names of some of them, but we would enter them in like the little community contest and
3: stuff. (laughs) We, We had one game we made called Nikkei. Uh, it, was, it was a play on naked, and the character had little. Uh, she was she was totally nude. Some through some plot twist, she she lost clothes at the beginning, but there were those little uh, blurred lines, you know, over over her. Uh, but Since she was bars. she was like super pixelated too. So it didn't really matter, to be honest. She was already crazy pixelated. Uh, but yeah, like we made a. It was like a twenty four hour. I guess it was probably a forty eight hour game for that. Uh, it gave
1: it was, like second place in the contest. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It was mostly just humor. It was it was uh. It was it's a just silly,
1: silly
3: game. Yeah, it was just a silly game, but yeah, so we did uh, a few Game Jam projects, and uh, eventually the engine we were using for Genesis just wasn't uh, up to snuff for what we wanted to do with the project, and we were also, that was like about the time Becca was going off to, I think you moved to Austin, right, Becca, around that time, and yeah. uh, she got swept up in her freelance work, and I went to do my master's, so it just sort of, that we had to put on, on hold, and... So we just picked up with the Arcadian Atlas about a year and a half-ish ago. Ago, yeah. yeah, a
1: year and yeah. three months, I think.
2: Yep. So how did, how did the winners of the, how did the award-winning, uh, the, the makers of the award-winning Nikkei uh, <laughs> end up um, doing something that so lovingly resembles Final Fantasy Tactics?
1: <laughs> you know, I feel like for me personally, I just kept waiting for a project to come to me, someone who wanted art for their game just like this art for the Arcadian Atlas and I just kept waiting and it just never happened and no one was going to make that game and I realized well if anyone's going to make that art it's going to have to be me so I just decided I can probably just make this game myself I dug around online and found some pre-made like engines and scripts that you could customize to your liking that would work for a tactics RPG and that's when I
0: realized I could just get Tad
3: bored, board and we could do this ourselves. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We, we, well, and we kind of cut our... I mean, like, I, I told somebody recently, Final Fantasy Tactics is the only game I still own a physical copy of for mm-hmm. the PlayStation 1. Uh, I mean, I, we cut our teeth on that game. We must have played that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah. I, yes. 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 Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: So, you know, we, I, we love Final Fantasy Tactics. We... We we recognize there are some flaws with it uh, especially with like the original script and things like that <laughs> but uh, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And the the way that the, levels, or scaled,
2: or yeah. the yeah. levels yeah how the random levels scaled but the story levels did yeah. Yeah. not Exactly yeah.
1: There's just certain aspects that we kind of we we love the game and but we thought what if we could Make a game sort of like that that had the things that people loved, but also had the things people loved about other tactics games or games that weren't tactics games. What if we could combine them together and make a game that we wanted to make that no one else was likely going we to make? So that's how it
0: happened. Awesome. So, what are some of those things that uh, that you wanted to change? Because a lot of those a lot of those games are held very very dear to people's hearts i I imagine even even for you like going in and like saying well i mean this is this is okay but we could change it and make it better i imagine that it's got to be difficult sometimes yeah
3: yeah. and a lot of that is jonathan is a, a very iterative process as far as game development is concerned so even on some of these things we're not uh we haven't we haven't arrived yet. We're still uh, we're still brainstorming and working out kinks and things like that. But um, a few things that we are hoping to do is uh, you know Final Fantasy Tactics had the job point system where every hit you did you got a certain number of points and once you had enough points you could buy specific skills at specific point levels. Um, we're looking at doing something a bit more uh, skill point based where you when you level up you get one skill point and you you invest it in a skill. Uh, sort of, if you think about um, The Witcher, almost, but a more frequent skill point gains, I suppose, than like a Witcher system. Or, uh, I mean, it's it's very. Like Ragnarok Online. Yeah. yeah, right. Have you guys played
2: Ragnarok Online at all? No, but you said magic words with The Witcher, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you may, I'm, I can't see it, but I'm sure Jonathan's face <laughs> is lit up yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm happy now yeah yeah yeah
3: for sure um mostly because we felt like uh the one of the unfortunate things about some of the Final fantasy tactics classes is. They came off kind of as stepping stones, rather than as like fully developed classes in themselves. Like specifically, yes. I'm thinking about the archer class. You know, like charge plus one all the way up to charge plus ten. You know, like it's once you nothing. have, yeah, like once why you have charge, exactly. Like once you have charge plus ten, why on earth would you ever use charge plus one anymore? Mm. So uh, we wanted to avoid that and make the skills more purposeful. And every skill that you get has a usefulness in a certain situation. So less throwaway skills and less like stepping stone classes. We almost want to focus more on uh, you, you pick a class and you remain with that class and it branches that class into sub classes later on down the road so that, you know, instead of like saying, okay, well you'll be an archer for the first four levels and then the next four levels you'll be uh, an apothecary who throw, you know uses potions and can create monsters from uh, test tubes and things like that instead of like hopping from classes so much, you focus more on a build per character and that build then branches into more specialized versions of that build.
2: do those two eventually mold back together into an apothec archer Oh, that would be amazing we're actually we are sort of like uh, toying with what kind of
3: sub-classes we want, you know, because if we do branching, uh, we're really excited about like just getting some really crazy off the wall, like, you know, what can uh, the ranger, what can, like, the ranger's main class become down the road uh, that would be really cool that people would be really excited about, you know, like, does it have a creature that follows it around and can fight alongside of it, things like that, we're still kind of, uh, we're still going to the drawing board over and over again and trying to iterate upon it, so...
2: Is there a chance we will see the calculator again?
3: I love the calculator. <laughs> I did love the calculator, but it was so overpowered. So completely yeah. overpowered.
2: Did you yeah. wreck the rest of the game with that? 100% absolutely, but there was nothing quite as uh that made you feel quite as good as going, "Oh, wait up a second. I've got multiples here that I can hit all the enemies and skip so everybody satisfying. else."
1: Perfect.
2: So satisfying.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like I mean no, you go, ahead. go
2: ahead, Becca.
3: I was gonna say it's like when you got Orlando in Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, why would you ever use anybody other than?
2: Yeah, him seriously. That? What, what is going on here? Yeah. So he's in my party for good. I'm never yeah. bringing a Chuckabo. I don't. I don't understand.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna try to avoid stuff like that. I mean, I'm not trying to say Final Fantasy Tactics wasn't an amazing game
2: because I played
1: in probably 350 hours into that game. I still want
2: to play that
1: game today. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but we just we're just trying to take everything we love about that game and just keep it going. Like we just don't want to see the tactics genre
2: die. You know. Oh no, absolutely, and and like just from the pictures. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. <laughs> just from the pictures. I mean, it looks like you're, you guys are definitely on your way to that because that was the if, if if I say anything, that was the very first thing I saw when I looked at the uh, uh, the one the first screenshot on the. On kind of the press page with the little yeah, height, but right. you know, the height indicator on the the top. I was like, "Holy crap, they're yeah, they're, right. they're doing something." Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, good. That's that's the intention, definitely. <laughs> you know, there's a certain art style that I've just been trying to iterate on and get just right. So <laughs> it's good to hear that it's working.
2: Uh, what's going on as far as uh, like story-wise that's planned? Um, okay. I know, like the story part of especially like when you got into like Tactics Ogre and, and some of the more... Uh, I, I think Final Fantasy Tactics probably had one of the best stories amongst all the Final Fantasy games. Um, where are you guys going in that direction?
3: So So um, I'm a lead story writer, so I'll, I'll do a little bit to help with this. Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm going to keep it slightly vague, slightly general, but I'll give you like an overarching idea. Um, so when we've approached uh, the story development, we kind of want to... we like to think of it as a Tactics RPG that's mainly about the choices that people make for the things that they love or that they desire strongly but the consequences that come from those things and how those consequences ripple across the entire kingdom because the game itself focuses on a lot of very influential people in the world of arcadia i mean we're talking uh, a princess who is disowned from the crown because uh, her father marries another woman and she has a child so the princess grows up admiring her father but she's basically ignored uh, so she trains her whole life to try and uh, win back the throne that was essentially taken from her um, and, but at the center of all of this, this uh, animosity and these desires that are brewing are the two central characters which are uh, Vashti, who is our heroine and Desmond, who is the hero um, and they are uh, high members in the royal guard but it's about about what happens when the choices that these people make uh, to get the things that they really yearn to have, you know, the things that they love and the things that they're passionate about almost to a fault sometimes. Uh, it's about how Desmond and Vashti try to survive whenever a kingdom is ripped apart in Civil War because of the choices that people make. And so we wanted to focus we wanted to have a big story about big ideas but we wanted to focus it and a very character-driven game uh... so we have a a core set of characters that that you follow throughout the game and you see them change and you see them some of them turn into saints because of the choices and the consequences of their choices and some of them turn into monsters because of the things they love so really it's about love but it's about love that becomes tainted for some people and it's about love that is uh that sanctified or refined by trials for other people and that's just really interesting to us you know that that juxtaposition Mm -hmm. of everybody has desires things that they are seeking after and sometimes those things turn us into monsters sometimes they turn us into better people and it's about the choices uh,
2: that we make and the consequences that we have to live with because of those choices How how do I learn to love the little raccoon dude with the deck? It's so easy how to love him. him.
1: <laughs> how could you hate him?
2: <laughs> I can't hate. That's what I'm i can't hate him. No. I, I need to. I, I need to invest in him. Oh, who is God. this little guy?
3: Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> so mega tell him the story behind the raccoon. I love this story.
1: It was really just. You know what? I have had a couple beers one evening and I just decided I wanted to do some concept art for a new monster in the game and it just happened to turn out to be a raccoon with a little dagger and a bandana on.
3: (laughs) And uh, we loved him so much and everybody loved him so much that we're like we have got to find like a a key place in the game for him Um, and so we're actually still kind of working on what role he'll play
2: but uh, it's going to be kind of a, go ahead.
1: No, he can, he can join your team. I mean, he can be around I was going to
2: say, this dude, this, he clearly has hero written all over him. Oh, for sure. For sure. And we mean, want all him, he needs is a hat. At one point, we want him to scream, I
3: got a knife. And he holds it and <laughs> shakes it at somebody. That's what, totally. That's, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. That's our dream. That's basically That's, our dream right there. <laughs> if you do nothing else but that, you've succeeded. I know. <laughs> We're gonna launch an entire Kickstarter just for that raccoon. Yeah, just to, yeah, just him yelling, "I got a knife. Let's do this." Yeah, for sure. Yeah, slashing raccoony guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, did I just? I had to ask because I saw he's like nowhere else in this in this art. And then at the bottom of this page, there's just this adorable everybody like you know. There's four or five people just staring at him. He's just like, "What's up?" <laughs> oh, you. You,
1: you're you're gonna see more of him. He's he's about to be in the teaser video
3: that we're going to release. That's true. Yeah, at the end of the uh, when is it? Back on Monday. Monday. We're gonna Monday.
1: This coming Monday. Yeah, he's he's gonna be in the teaser. We're gonna release it. Well, like noon. on yeah.
2: Twitter,
1: Everything. So
2: stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, how did you guys decide on uh, uh, the quiet sounds of the uh, the quiet storm for? your uh your music chilled out jazz um, well like that
1: i mean for music and games i like to listen to the soundtracks from games when i'm working and stuff it just kind of gets me pumped i guess uh, but sometimes the soundtracks get a little maybe too aggressive or whatever with certain songs and it just sort of stresses me out And I just thought, what if we could do some game music that captures all of the the hype and the feeling of playing like a retro RPG like Chrono Trigger or maybe playing Chrono Cross, but also has some elements of more modern music that I would listen to regularly so that it's not something that starts to grate on you when you're listening to it. It's actually a soundtrack that people would really want to listen to. I mean, if you're going to have someone on your team to make a custom soundtrack, why not make it music that you love, you
2: know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. You, especially for you guys. I mean, you have to, you are going to end up listening to it far more
0: mm-hmm.
2: than, yeah. than anybody but only like the, the most ardent players. So if yeah. it's not something that you love, it's, if it's not something you yeah. can get behind, there's really yeah. no reason you can do it.
3: Exactly.
2: We will hear it on endless loop as we
3: develop this game. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you guys will like it, though. I mean, what I've heard so far just blew me away. I'm really, really excited about sharing some of the music.
3: Yeah. When, we, when, in fact, when we uh, when we ran when we launched the um, the musician hunt, we put a few songs up there as influence and things that we we really liked. And one of them was I don't know if you guys have heard the Chrono Cross soundtrack, but if you haven't, oh my gosh, you really I mean like it is probably my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. I mean, I love... The the game's good. It's not amazing, but, you know, it's good, but the soundtrack is amazing. Uh, It's still Chrono Trigger, but, you know... Yeah, Yeah.
1: everyone knows that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, the opening song of that has these really... almost ethnic and very unusual instruments and we just really loved like doing something kind of out of the ordinary, you know, not your typical uh, marching snare drum you know, like uh, military driving beats for a tactics game we wanted something kind of unusual that we would still want to listen to uh, instead of feeling like, you know we were (laughs) forming our troops for battle all the time, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, sometimes I Final Fantasy
1: Tactics music um, It's just very military um, based, I think. And, it, you know, I just kind of thought, why not add some elements of something more modern and a little more jazzy. Something out of the ordinary, but that still somehow works with the art style and the overall feel of the game. and makes it a little more fresh. So
0: Nice. <laughs> I like how good soundtracks.
2: Did you, how did you manage to find... Mr. Uh, Katz. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Katz. Mr. Katz. Because, like, that, like, number one, like, awesome name. Yeah. Yeah,
1: everyone agrees.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Moritz is, uh, man, he's he's an amazing guy, seriously. Uh, We just love talking to him. He's got a beard. You know, you can't go wrong with a beard. Uh Um, But... The way we found him, I mean, we really just posted, uh, we opened up job applications, essentially. I mean, we posted on our blog, we're looking for a musician, Uh, we're going to open up uh, we're going to take open applications essentially on this date. Here's some inspiration pieces. Uh, send us some of your past work, uh, and we'll have a look through. And we, we just spent what, like a good month and a half, right, Becca, going through applications oh, yeah. and yeah. sifting, sifting through them. We got like what, two hundred plus applications for that alone. It was, it was
1: like two hundred and eleven or something. Yeah. It was, it was insane. It was it was really like it blew me away the submissions and the <laughs> amount of effort that people put in it was just really cool to see that many people in the community to get to like listen to all of their work I mean it definitely took a while but it was still a commitment that was definitely worth the time I think it was really cool to be able to dig in everyone's stuff and then we finally found Ritz and it just felt right it just seemed like he was the one who could hit those kind of weird uh, trip hop beats the jazzy notes that we were looking for he just seemed like the one so
2: yeah. if anything is going to marry uh, trip hop with, with chilled out jazz tunes it is going to be our fabulous friends yeah. the Germans yeah. so they they will be able to do it yeah. I hold out hope for anybody who can name an album Fort Meow yeah, I really the best. yeah uh-huh. that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: yeah, that soundtrack's really great. a really little it. But <laughs> definitely what helped convince me that he was the dude for the job. So. And his sound design is awesome, too. I, I mean, I, I keep talking about the teaser video. But I'm just really excited about it. Marit spent a lot of time doing the sound design and the music for it, and it's, it really blew me away. Like, I'm so excited to release it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's extremely, it was humbling, too, just getting all those applications. I mean, like, a lot of these people, uh, they put in a ton of effort, and they customized tracks, and it was just, it was amazing. It was just kind of beautiful to see the the games community come together, yeah. and uh, it was just, it was really humbling, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: blew me away
2: that's that 's awesome um the teaser video it's is it, it obviously that 's the first one put together for Arcadian atlas yep, yeah yeah. Right.
3: yeah we just finished uh we just cut it finally about a week ago or so uh we shot it off to moritz he 's finishing up some final touches on the sound design and uh, we'll have it. We'll have it posted on Monday around 12. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. We brought it to PAX uh, like a preliminary version of it. We showed it off at PAX yesterday. Uh, and got some really great feedback, and just uh, yeah, it was really good. It was really cool to see people actually finally have it in their hands to show off something in motion. You know, because uh, we've been sh- we've been tweeting out screenshots and everything, of course. But it's just a whole different experience when you can see the the characters animate, and you know, we, we always love like the Chrono Trigger and the early Final Fantasy like tiny animations that they do, even in their eyes and blinking and things like that. Almost so facial
1: emotions, you know, little yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, so it was just—it's just a whole different experience when you see it in motion. So yeah, we were really excited about uh, showing that off at PAX, and we're extremely excited about making it public and bringing it to everybody uh, this upcoming Monday. So.
0: Fantastic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, so
2: I know you guys are on. You're on green light. Um, how's are. that how's that process been for you?
0: Oh well
1: it's still actually on the Steam Concepts page. Oh, okay. um, so we're gonna once we get like this teaser video uploaded official and stuff, we're also gonna get a couple more official screenshots and then we're gonna submit it to the green light. Um, I think right when we do the Kickstarter. Because I read that that's a good idea to like funnel people to the Kickstarter. Look, we
2: have talked to a lot of people that have done that have done both at the same time and kind of yeah, yeah. want to kick over onto each lab. Yeah, so
1: that's that's the goal. So you can expect the green light um, and the Kickstarter to come out April. It's April fifth. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nice. What well, What do you guys have planned for the uh, the Kickstarter in terms of? Um, like rewards and stuff cuz those are always fun.
3: Yeah, so uh currently we're That's looking That's my
0: favorite part anyway. <laughs> yeah. The,
3: yeah. <laughs> And to be honest, like, uh, we're still finalizing a lot of the tiers, so this oh, yeah. is still preliminary. But, um, yeah, we're, we're excited to do, like, a lot of the uh, in-game re- rewards so, like, people can invest and get, like, their picture, their, their, they'll send their picture in and become a character in the game. We love that kind of stuff, you know, like, where the community becomes a part of the, the creative process. Um, we also really love what, uh, in fact, I was just looking at Shovel Knight's Kickstarter the other day, and we really love what Shovel Knight did where they... Uh, Even let people come on and kind of develop scenarios, uh, like small scenarios in the game, and we would love to do something similar with some of the random uh, encounters that you have, like have somebody come on and design an encounter from the very first uh, design phase all the way up to implementation in the game and where it might fit as far as that's concerned. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really cool to get other people's input and... Uh, have other people be part of the creative process. I've always really loved that iterative nature of games and game development. Uh, and then we're also looking at doing some, like, more physical tiers because those are really fun, too. So there's uh, there's an occult element to the game, which we can't really talk about too much because it would be spoiled material. <laughs> but there's, like, sort of an occult uh, element to, to parts of the game. So we're looking at having some physical rewards that will... Uh, that will play into that a little bit which we'll have to come up here later but we also are looking into art books and things like that because of course Becca's art's just freaking gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like we we are really excited. I mean, I'm typically really excited about the in-game rewards just because it feels like you can bring the community into the game, but we also really like to have something physical that you can feel and like the idea of an art book or um, personal design like the personal designs that we mail out to people that you know on uh, whether it be a note card or uh, our sketchbook like pages from our sketchbook that we sign and mail out like those are all things that really excite us about Kickstarter rewards so we're looking at some of those options as well
1: and also um, I'm looking into um I'm looking into possibly doing a 3D little print, little figure of the raccoon bandit.
2: <laughs>
1: um, nice. I'm getting pricing on that yes. currently. Also, um, I was looking into, Taylor was talking about the occult, where I was looking into pricing on like little paper coasters for your drinks. Similar to like what right, you would find at your local pub, it would have like a beer logo on it but it would actually be for us, Arcadia Atlas. I'm pricing that kind of stuff. Um, we're also looking into, uh, I think it's really cool when people submit their name and they can be one of the names that like one of your hired soldiers would have them or they could possibly be named after one of the bosses in the game, things like that.
0: Sure. Definitely. <laughs> It's, it's it's some stuff like that that seems like super simple that like you're just changing the name of a, a character but like it seems like I don't know that that would be really cool if I was playing a game and I was like oh there's Jonathan yeah, yeah. my oh, name oh Jonathan died
3: oh, <laughs> yeah, dead sorry Jonathan <laughs> oh yeah that would be sad and I would cry I would cry for you.
0: <laughs> uh... But yeah, that that stuff sounds really cool.
3: Yeah, cool. yeah. We're excited about the Kickstarter. You know, it's uh, you, you you do as much research as you can for something like Kickstarter, but it always feels sort of like uh, a new beast every time somebody does a Kickstarter.
0: Oh and- yeah, that's that's the thing that we hear in, in talking to people about Kickstarter is that like you can research it as much as you want to, and even people that have done like multiple like, it's always different every yeah. time. Yeah, it really Sarah is. You never
1: know.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: You know, and there's things like, uh, obviously, this is sort of our dream game, and we all we both have full-time jobs outside of this, so, like, right now, it's, it's uh, like, our side project, but, like, there's so much that we want to do with it that, uh, you know, we are really looking forward to the Kickstarter to see and kind of feel out the community's interest in the project, because, you know, we, of course... Love this kind of game, but uh, there's it's it's really hard to gauge those sorts of things until you get it out into people's hands and say, you know, hey. Uh, is this something you want to see? If so, just you know, toss us some, toss us a few bucks, and we'll see like what interest is out there. So yeah, it's it's really exciting, but it's also a little daunting at the same time to like kind of put your heart on your sleeve because sometimes you wipe somebody's face and you get your heart on it, you know, and then you lose a piece of your heart. It's <laughs> like where is my heart gone? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Because sure. like right now, I am, um, you know, I'm a freelance artist during the day, so I work on art all day. And then after I get off work, I do more art for Arcadian Atlas. And I'm actually, um, I'm wearing like a, a hand brace currently because I have overused my hand from doing too much art. Um, so it's just sort of like a battle between like doing this because I love it and also like maybe ah, I'm just trying to make this a job for me because right now I'm killing myself doing all of this work.
3: Sure. Yeah, her Set. hand looks like a, a a gnarled juniper tree. Basically, <laughs> she has it's curled it's in upon lost. itself, and it's she's lost. just she's dying inside.
1: <laughs> it's not that bad, but
0: no, not not really. <laughs> uh, so, so is the goal of the Kickstarter that hopefully you guys could could jump into this full time and go yeah. full force into Arcadian Atlas. Uh, Becca
3: at, at specifically, so yeah, yeah. like our uh, we're we're looking at our base funding being for like the what we call the minimum viable product. So, like, the core story and the core elements of the game would be at the base Kickstarter price. But uh, our our stretch goals will be, of course, like our dream game. So, like, you know, uh, one of our stretch goals is going to be uh, or at least we're, we're toying with the idea of having not just branching classes but also branching story paths, sort of similar to what Chrono Trigger did where you have a new game plus and you can uh, get different endings based on your choices because that's such a core element of the game is the choices you make and the consequences that those have on the overarching kingdom as a whole. So yeah, we're really excited about that opportunity, um, but of course like we wanted to put that behind some stretch goals because, like, at the same time we want to make this game, even if it means we just get the core experience there. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited about both both prospects. But, uh, yeah, you know, we have our fingers crossed, of course, like the whole time that we'll be able to get some of those stretch goals so we can really, like, just do a deep dive in the game and, and get everything out that we, we dream to get out, basically.
1: Yeah, just make the dream game that we've been thinking about for so long.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Brian, do you have any uh, more questions? Before we... Helpful hint see? that
2: when when you guys launch it, just don't stare at that clock too long. Oh, I know. <laughs> Find other yeah. things to do, yeah. watch TV, go see some movies, uh, whatever you need to do to just not stare at that thing and yeah. wait for the... Like re- refresh the page every yeah. F- yeah. Yeah. five that... seconds sort it's of It's going
1: to be hard. It's yeah. going to be hard not to.
2: <laughs> make, a, make a limit of, uh, of, of
0: only a certain number of F5s per minute. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Well, just, I, again.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a program out there that just auto refreshes the page. Just awesome. install that and just leave it alone. Walk yeah. away yeah. and know that it's being refreshed on its own. Somebody's <laughs> seeing there's, it, you know, uh,
2: like somewhere, someone's seeing the updates. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. But no, no. Other than that, I am. Uh, I think we're ready for, uh, uh, for the, the the true hardest part of this um, interview, and that's the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, so questions are for both of you, uh, please feel free to answer, um, you yeah, weird bit of history, it was originally called The Lightning Round, and you will quickly see how that does not fit, um, what it's was going not on. not fast at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but, but here we go, enough stalling. Uh, question number one, yep. um, who is your favorite video game protagonist? That could go.
3: Oh, it's
1: so hard, I'm trying to think about it, um, I really liked, um, I I don't say her name properly, but Yuffie, Yuffie. I like that she was a secret character, but she was still, like, really spunky. She brought a lot of character
2: to the team when she got her. A huge ninja star.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought she was pretty great. She brought a lot of light to the game because the game was really dark, if you think about it. It's pretty depressing. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I always said Yuffie, so I'm not not
3: sure. We said Yuffie, too. We said
1: Yuffie, yeah. yeah.
3: But we also so. said Claude instead of Cloud like forever. So. We were stubborn
1: about that name. We're oh, basically-
3: yeah. I always said Cloud. I'm sorry. I yeah. can't join you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're basically idiots. Uh, no. uh, you know, this is going to sound weird, but my favorite video game character, as much as I try to escape it, is Chrono from Chrono Trigger. Really? It sounds weird because he's almost like a non-character. But I think so, I like him. slate. I like him because of uh, his doll was almost more character
2: than Chrono was Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think I like him because of like how people react to him like you write yourself upon them and you almost feel like the other characters
2: are your friends. I mean, as weird and creepy as that sounds. Uh, yes,
1: I agree, I agree. I
2: always like that they just kinda of filled in the dialogue spots for him. Like he didn't have to talk. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, no, no, no. He's fine. He'll agree. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's got this. No worries. Yeah. Totally. No. That 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 100 works. <clears throat> Flipping the coin. Uh, what is? Who is your favorite um, uh, antagonist? Who's your favorite bad guy? Okay. Go ahead. Mm,
1: you
3: know,
1: what? Yeah. <sighs> gosh, I don't want to say another one from as He said it because I already said that. Let me think. Uh, Taylor, you go first.
3: Oh, guys. Oh, my gosh. Um,
2: Okay, Uh, my favorite... I don't want to say Kefka because everybody says Kefka. Uh... Actually, only like three other people have said Kefka, and he's mine, so I would agree with you 100%. Okay, Uh, that creepy laugh. He's like a murder clown. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I'll go with Kefka. Probably the only 100% true evil (laughs) villain like in all of those games. Yeah, for sure. That just did it because he could. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say I'm mean, I'm looking this up right now because I can't remember the character's name. Okay, I think I really I really liked Marquis Elmador in Final Fantasy Tactics. I really liked that battle yes. where he wanted to try and steal all of the different really badass equipment from him. But it was so difficult because he had didn't he have the two dancers with him? That would just ruin you. difficult. you kind of have to
2: wipe them out, and then like yeah. follow him around while you tried to rob him. Blind. Exactly, and the battle was about, so took, like weird. two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> it was so yes, cool.
3: yeah. He was yes, cool, quite
2: possibly the only thing more annoying than the dark levels at the end, where you just oh, kind had to go space by space until you found the exit. Yeah, yeah. I
3: love those too,
1: actually. Plus he a, he's a vampire.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, what's yeah. cooler than a,
3: a, a marquee who's a vampire? Right? Oh
2: yeah, totally. You know, yeah. the classic classic yeah. stereotype yeah for sure all right and i love this we're actually moving along at a good pace this is excellent um next question let's i guess let's slow thing this down some um are there any um trends um in video games today um that you think um aren't aren't as big as you'd like them to be um something that maybe somebody's working on or, or something that that um, you know, you kind of see in, in in the indie community or something bigger that you'd say, "Hey, everybody should be doing this." Um.
3: Yes, I'm gonna say VR, and I'm gonna say VR because I've not I have yet to experience it, and I've had really like exciting conversations with people who are developers in VR, and then I've also had like really discouraging conversations with people who are like, "This is crap, and it's gonna just die." And honestly, like I just want to know what it feels like it seems like it would be really sweet um so yeah i mean i i'm excited about where vr is going and i'm excited to see what happens with it but like personally i uh i just don't know enough about it but honestly yeah like i probably am looking most forward to seeing like what happens there and what develops with that technology for sure
1: um for me it's more just about storyline, I guess. I just feel like a lot of games nowadays don't put enough emphasis on having a well-written plot or like characters that are three-dimensional. It's just important to me, I think, to make characters that you can remember and that stand out in some way and you can relate to a lot of them. Whether you like them or not, you can see that they have more going on than just what's on the surface, you know? So, I, it definitely, like character-driven storyline is something that I wish more games would put an emphasis on. After a while, I've been watching The Sopranos the second time around now, the show, and it's just such a great example of like a character study, and I wish that more games would incorporate that kind of depth <laughs> in the characters. Hmm.
2: That sounds great. Um, next question also kind of flips the coin on, uh, on the previous one. Um, are there any tropes that you'd like to see just go away completely?
1: Oh, gosh. For me, it would be like the super over-the-top, like kawaii facial expressions and the under, like the upskirt shots. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I
2: just... Roving camera where you're like, uh, yeah, we didn't need to do that. Yeah,
1: it's like the breast emphasis and the and just the silly dialogue and the high-pitched voices I could probably do without. We're trying to do more like a laid-back kind of, I don't know. There's definitely no voice acting in our game.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a great question. I mean, uh, okay, I don't want to just like play off Becca's answer, but um, so what trends, what tropes do I wish would go away? Uh, honestly, it's hard for me to say because I, you know, as much as I want to like side with Becca and be like, yeah, I don't really like those things. Like I do feel like those things have a place and there's an audience for them. And if there's an audience for them, like why not, you know? Uh, I do think it's a little strange. I guess like the one trope that I would, I would want to try to get rid of or like the one thing I would try to get rid of is making things appropriate for the the uh, game that you're creating like uh, and I, what comes to mind specifically is like in uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 where that guy is like he's pooping everywhere like he's got diarrhea like I understand like that's you know a thing that people think is funny but like do <laughs> you need to have it in such a serious game in like such an odd place like I guess <laughs> I guess like uh, I don't know that one just kind of rubbed me the wrong way though honestly so yeah I, so my trope I want to get rid of is people with diarrhea
0: Okay. But they <laughs> <own> the <laughs> I, I don't I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Anybody that's ever had diarrhea is like, yeah, yeah, we don't need that.
1: <laughs> we don't talk about it. Let's just, okay, it doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> Never mind everything that's going on back there. Just, uh, uh, next question. Um, you guys have obviously, uh, it's, you know, been living your dream as far as making games. You've done it since you were little. <laughs> you, spinning around in circles and all that aside. Um, is there any uh, profession that you'd love to, to try if you had no other restrictions? I don't
1: know. Taylor, do you want to go first to
2: that one? Uh, you know, I would love to be
3: in uh, marketing. I would love to be in marketing uh, because I'm, I like writing. I mean, writing is like my my, my core passion, um, and I like uh, – I don't know. I like just like the, the ability for marketing to create uh, the core – like to boil things down to the essence of what the message is. You know what I mean? Like I like the idea of uh, having something – complex and making it more simple because I'm also I used to be an educator so like that's what what teachers do is they take complicated things and they make them simple and I, I love that about marketing like the ability for somebody to take like a page summary and turn it into a one sentence you know like to boil it down to one sentence and just get the message across as quickly as possible so yeah I would love to do marketing uh, or something along those lines yeah that would be that would be my be, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like kind of a dull dream job, though. I mean, like there are a lot of people who are marketers, but I don't know. I mean, I just really love. Kim Head Kim. marketer.
2: <laughs> Head lead marketer. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, well, I mean, I don't know. For me, I, I like to sing, I guess. <laughs> Maybe like a weird, different alternate dimension, I would be a singer. But I can't, uh, I can't play any instruments. So I'm essentially useless, I don't write songs. So I would say really, I in like a perfect world, I would pretty much be doing what I'm doing, but just be way better at it and have started sooner in my life. I sort of feel like I got onto this a little late in my life. I'm 27 and I just, you know, I was in school for a lot of different things for a while. I just wish I had started freelancing during school a little sooner, but yeah. Basically what I'm
0: doing now, but just if
2: I could have been better at it.
0: <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, if you had the chance to go back and play any game for the first time, what would it be?
3: <gasps> oh, gosh. Um, hmm. Wait, wait, wait. You mean to have the feeling I had originally, or... Yes. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, then... basically that. Hands down, Final Fantasy VII. Hands down. Like, I was obsessed with that game so much that I bought, like, the strategy guy before the game even came out, and, like, I read it page, you know, cover to cover. I drew pictures of Final Fantasy VII. Like, I, l- I was legit obsessed with Final Fantasy VII. And <laughs> to this day, I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite game, but I'm going to just straight up say Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time just because of, like, the nostalgia I have for that time period, you know? So, yeah. Without, Are you without, excited
2: or scared for the remake?
3: Uh, I am. I guess I'm only excited because, to be honest, like even if it sucks, like we always still have old Final Fancies. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, totally. They're not taking that away from us. Like, yeah,
3: absolutely. exactly. Just pretend like
1: the new one didn't happen.
3: I don't uh, love Advent Children, but, you know, that's me. Uh, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Vega.
1: Well, for me, it would probably be... It's sort of a tie... <laughs> Honestly, it's a tie between the first time I played um, Ragnarok online, because I was hanging out with like, Taylor and all these like nerd friends online, and we all were exploring the beta world together and it had all these bugs, and we were like exploiting the bugs together, and it was really fun. But also, that's tied with probably Chrono Trigger, because we rented it from the video game store, and we only could have it for so many days. So we just played Played it like crazy, it like 50 hours, but then we had to return it, and then we got it back, and it was all a race, but we were like, we just played it again, and it was okay, because it was such an amazing game.
2: Yeah, uh, my, my first playthrough of Final Fantasy IV was over the course of a year from a blockbuster. Yeah.
1: Nice.
2: yeah, And it was just it, randomly, it was, it was not random, but like, you know, trying to get that same cartridge so I could wow. continue that game and make sure I was at the same place. And that that's how I ended up beating it. I didn't buy it. I didn't get the chance to buy it until a couple of years later. So I had a copy that I could constantly play through myself. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I did. We rented a Current Trigger, and we finally beat it from the the video store. And then someone bought it, the only copy. And then I think four years later, I got it for my birthday from Taylor. But just playing that game for the first time, it really opened my eyes. I was really young. I think I was in third grade, but it opened my eyes to video games. Actually being some sort of art form and entertainment, not just uh, pressing a button and timing it to jump on the platforms at the right time, because all, all I had played before that was pretty much like Mario.
2: So That's awesome. Uh, final question. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. and Toad is there with the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in?
1: Uh, this is the right castle. It, the princess is here. <laughs>
3: uh, I would want to hear him say that one line from Final Fantasy 7 that makes no sense. Pooh, I mean, a sir. You guys are yes. yeah. <laughs> In the, in the honeybee
1: manner. Yeah. I, uh, sir. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, that's it. You guys made it to the end? Uh, in record time that was fantastic Uh, even with two of you that was uh, very well done Uh, Jonathan is a gift Uh, take us home
0: well Becca Taylor thank you guys so much for joining us on the Darkcast if you could just send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Arcadian Atlas
1: Uh, Well, you could go to www.ArcadianAtlas.com. It's A-R-C-A-D-I-A-N-A-T-L-A-S. You can go there, or you can find us on Twitter at the same um, name, Arcadian Atlas. Uh, What else? Taylor?
3: Uh, And you can find Becca at her Twitter, uh, Tupelo's Honey, T-U-P-E-L-O-S. H O N E Y and me at Twitter at W Taylor Bear. That's W T A Y L O R B A I R. Yeah, and we, uh, we 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 use Twitter constantly. We're pretty much mm-hmm. addicted to it. So yeah,
0: find us there. That's,
1: that's where you'll find the first updates on anything that's happening. Yep,
0: Yep. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys once again, and good luck as you go forward and, and make the game, do the Kickstarter, the green lights. There's a the whole new world ahead of you, and I wish you the best. <laughs> Thanks, you so I really appreciate Jonathan.
1: you having us on here.
0: You guys have a good one, all right? You too. Thank you very much.
1: Bye. Bye, you guys. Have a good one.